0: We can just keep this in the center, move it back. Dave, you were right. You should have just stayed up here. (laughs) I'm serious. There's an anointing to heal. So if you need healing in your body, Jesus is present to heal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. God has given those testimonies and all of a sudden Jesus started manifesting like I'm here. <laughs> yeah. I wanna do that here. <laughs> Hallelujah. We have not because we asked not. So let's go ahead and ask, Lord, I just release your healing power just as I did in Pakistan. Father, I just release your healing resurrection power to every person in this place. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command all sickness, all infirmity, you must go now in the name of Jesus Christ. Every disease, you must dissipate right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I release the healing power of God unto every body in this place. In the name of Jesus, I command all sickness, go from the households now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Do you know why God heals? Because he loves us. Hallelujah. He wants to show his love. You, being good parents, I trust, know how to give good things to your children. Why? Because you love them. How much more does your heavenly father know how to love you? Amen. We need to get to know our God in a greater way. Because if we did, we would start experiencing a whole lot more of him in our lives. And I just declare that God is here in this place. He is pouring out his love upon you, lavishing his love upon you. And you're going to see a change in those physical things that were attacking your bodies in Jesus name amen hallelujah well today we are going to just be talking about who not just but we are talking about who he is who is this God that we serve amen who is God who he is do you know who he is (laughs) I hope so, but let's, let's get to know him a little bit more through the scriptures today. In Revelation twenty two thirteen, 13, he just declares, he says, I am the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am the first and I am the last. Amen. Nothing can go before him. Nothing can go after him. He's everything in between. He's everything. Amen. How do we get to know God? How can we know Him? We know Him by drawing close to Him. We know Him by reading His Word; it reveals God to us. We know Him by spending time in prayer and fellowshiping with Him. James four eight tells us: "Draw close to God, and He will draw close to you." When you're getting to know somebody. Uh, whether it's a good friend, a best friend, it doesn't happen immediately. You get to know them first. You fellowship with them. You spend time with them. And then you just start loving each other. And same thing goes for um, a marriage relationship. You don't just, um, maybe in some, some countries you might just get married. But, but typically here, where we're from, <laughs> you get to know somebody. You fellowship with them. You fall in love with them and you draw close to them. They draw close to you and and there's a love. This is how it is with the Lord because marriage is a, a reflection of our relationship with our Father. Amen. We need to spend time with God in order to find out what He likes and what He doesn't like. And if you read the Word, you find out what God likes. And what he doesn't like. I think that we need to know the God we serve more than we know him. Because if we did, that last song we sang, to worship you I live, and I live to worship you, would mean a whole lot more. He's the reason we're here. He's the reason that uh, we're going to heaven is because he loves us so much. He's he died. He sent his son to die for us. <sighs> if I can relay to you in some way what's on my heart, I hope I hope I can. Okay, so do you realize that you receiving Jesus was not? This is what many people. Um, their lives are a reflection of the way they think. Um, you receiving Jesus is not just a ticket into heaven. You receiving Jesus is receiving a gift of love from the Father. A gift that you didn't deserve. Free of charge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That kind of love that was lavished upon us when he gave his only son, doesn't it deserve, doesn't, doesn't someone who's, who's loving you like that deserve for you to get to know them a little better? <laughs> and I just believe, like, God wants me to just give one aspect of him today, and, and it's up to you to, I believe it'll stir a hunger for you to want to know him more. For you to read the word more, to find out what is he like, what is he not like. Because you're rubbing shoulders with Jesus when you read the word. You're getting to know him more. And so um, we should at least do him, you know, the honor of, of, of spending time with him to get to know him after he showed so much love for us. Amen. Let me read this little devotional I read, and it's so timely. God's awesome. Do you ever realize how awesome God is with his confirmations, how, how um, he's speaking something to your heart, and all of a sudden you hear it on the radio, and all of a sudden you see it in your devotions, and all of a sudden it comes up in a conversation. It's just, it's so cool. So my devotional today said this. When you come into God's presence, requests are not the highest priority. The love, adoration, and fellowship with your father are the reasons you seek his face. If you seek his face, you will always have what's in his hands. He is a good and loving father. See him in this way and everything will change for you. We're not going to the throne room to get. We're going to the throne room to worship the king of kings and the lord of lords. We're going to the throne room to lavish our love upon us because he first loved us. When we looked dirty and ugly and were in sin, he lavished his love on us. This is the God we worship. And this is the reason why we sing and why we come into his presence with thanksgiving and praise, is because he loved us so much. In the Amplified, John 14, 8 and 10 through 10 says, after spending all this time, the disciples are with Jesus. And and I just love Jesus' response to this. Philip says to Jesus, Philip said to him, Lord. Show us the Father, because he he understood he's the Son of God. Lord, show us the Father, and then we'll be satisfied. Jesus said to him, I have been with you for such a long time, and you don't know me yet? I mean, he's talking to Jesus, the Son, and he's wanting to see the Father, and Jesus is saying, you don't know me yet? Hmm. You don't really clearly recognize who I am. Then he elaborates, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not say on my own initiative or authority, but the Father abiding in me, continually in me, it is he that does the works. His attesting miracles and acts of power, it's all the Father. So when we read the Word, if you want to know the God that we serve, when you read the Word and you see the life of Jesus, you're seeing the Father God. This is why we need to get to know Him in His Word. Because you get to know Him. Amen? And when you look at Jesus, you're actually seeing the Father because he was the perfect image. And not only that, this is the reason why he only did and only said what his Father was doing and saying because he was the perfect reflection of the Father's love upon this earth in human form. You look at Jesus, and he didn't spend his time with just the rich people. He didn't spend his time with just the popular ones. He spent his time lavishing love and attention upon those who had no attention. Those who, who, were, who were, you know, dealt the rough hand in life, those who were on the street corner begging, those who were rejects maybe because of their career or whatever it might have been because of their sin, Or because of their sickness. But that did not steer Jesus away. (sighs) The love of God covers a multitude of sins. That's how big his love is. How many times, even as Christians, do we look down on other Christians who mess up as if God's love is not big enough to cover their multitude of sins? That's between them and God. And they have the Holy Spirit who can convict them of their sin. And God's constantly seeking them out and drawing them close to himself. But for us to judge is not showing the love of God. Because God's love covers sin. Because without that kind of love, we wouldn't even be sitting here right now believing that we're on our way to heaven. His love is so big, we'll never fully comprehend it. And guess what? Christ lives in us. So we also should be able to say, as Jesus said, if you have seen me, you've seen the Father. I know I'm taking it to a big extreme there. But the thing is, God put his love in our hearts. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. The kind of love that that sent his only son to die for you and I is in our hearts. And we need to let it flow. Jesus tells us read his word, look at his word, see what he says in his word. Why? Because then we'll know him better. And then we'll know the Father, for the Father is in him. Not only that, when we read the word, it transforms us, changes our mindset, changes the way we look at things at life. He says to renew your mind with the word of God. When you spend time with Jesus, he rubs off on you and your behaviors and your actions and your thought patterns and, and responses starts to be in that of uh, a way that Jesus would respond, how Jesus would act. So you can see the opposite's true. <laughs> if you're not spending time with him, you're not in his word, it's real easy to give into the flesh, isn't it? Have you ever noticed those times when you're yelling a little bit more, you're getting a little bit more irritated than ever, and then you think about it and you're like, well, I haven't really been spending time with Jesus, have I? (laughs) I need to get back to it. Because the more you spend time with him, the more his love is shed abroad in our hearts. In John 14, 21, he says, Those who accept my commandments and obey them are the ones who love me. Well, how can you know his commandments and obey them and hear what he's telling us to do and how to live if you're not reading his word? We have to read his word so we know him better, what he likes, what he doesn't like, what's his commandments, what does he expect of me? And when we read his word and we we see those things that we need to adjust and we make those adjustments, he says, she loves me. That shows our love for him. Saying, yeah, God, I see where I'm wrong there. Okay, I'll make that adjustment. Oh, he's like, oh, he loves me. Do we realize that? I don't know. We need to realize this is the reason we're here. This is the reason we're living, is to live for him, to please him, to love him. Amen. Phyllis, you're calling me. (laughs) My phone's ringing. (laughs) If you have a word, just raise your hand. That's okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) John 5, 19 and 20, Jesus explains, I tell you the truth, the son can do nothing by himself. He only does what his father is doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. For the father loves the son and shows him everything he is doing. In fact, The Father will show him how to do even greater works than healing this man. Then you will truly be astonished. Everything that the Father did through Jesus was motivated by his love. Everything. You want to know how much God loves you? Look at the life of Jesus. He sent his son as a baby to be the savior of the world. Did he deserve to die for us? No. But he did it out of love. And even though Jesus came here as a baby, (laughs) he wasn't a baby in heaven. And he, of his own free will, came because he loved you too. Isn't that amazing? The Bible says there's no greater love than this, than a man who will lay his life down for his friends. But the thing is, we weren't even his friends. We were his enemies. Lost in our sin. Dying without hope. But his love is so big. This is who God is. This is what we're talking about. His love is so big that his love covered the multitude of sins for the whole world from the time of the beginning to the time of the end. That is some big love. And this is the God we serve. And this is why we come to the altar. Not to, to, uh, um, to get something, but to worship, glorify, thankfulness, because he loved us so much. It's a lifetime of worship and thanksgiving because of the love he poured out when he gave us his son Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything the Father did was motivated with His love. When He was living this earth through Jesus, Jesus was only doing what His Father was doing and saying what His Father was saying out of love. He even corrected in love, throwing over the tables. (laughs) Get out of here, you brood of vipers. He corrects in love. Because sometimes people are so hard-headed that they're not getting it. So he had to correct it. Sometimes we need a spanking. That's right. <laughs> or the kids do anyways. Some of us need a timeout. It's all because he loves us so much. In Luke 19.10, I don't know if you have this back there, but this is the whole reason why Jesus came, is to seek and to save the lost. We were all lost at one point. And he sought us out. The good shepherd going after the one that tried to get away. That's his love. He's not satisfied with the ninety-nine. He loves us all. So he'll even go after the one who's lost in their sin. Because that's the reason he came, is to seek and to save the lost. Everything that Jesus did and said in the word. And that's why we need to read the word. Because this is just a little smidgen of his love. Everything he did was coming directly from the Father's heart for you and I. Think about how big his love is. He spent time with the outcasts, with the beggar, with the tax collector, with the lepers, with the demon-possessed. Those are the lost. Those are the rejected. Those are the despised. But his love is so big it goes after those Because they need him most. His love. I said this on Wednesday. So most of you weren't here. So (laughs) Um, I don't know if we didn't announce it or what. But we were here Wednesday with all seven of us. Okay. So I'm going to repeat some things. His love reaches the highest mountain and the lowest valley. For that we have. A reason to be thankful. When we're on the mountaintop and we're doing just fine, he's there with us. When we're in the lowest valley and everything seems like it's crashing, he's still with us. His love never fails. It never fails. God's touching you right now with me. He's just pouring out his love upon you. te Yes, my love, my love, my love is lavished upon you. You are my daughter. You are my friend. Oh, I love you so much. It's for you that I sent my son to die. Oh. Day, Richard, I need the tissue. No, I got it, I got it. You gave it to me already. <laughs> Hallelujah. First John 4:14. 4, Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father sent the Son to be the savior of the world. God's love is so big. That he took the one person he loved so much and gave him up to save us all. To save us from Satan's power. That's how big God's love is. We, we, we uh, Too often, once we've received Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior, we kind of let this scripture go by the wayside, but it is the most powerful scripture probably in all the word. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so loved the world, that he gave his one and only son so that whoever, outcast, beggar, adulterer, tax collector, liar, thief, drug addiction person, I don't know what that would be called, addictive person, I don't know what it's called. Anyways, addict, okay. Whosoever Shall believe in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world in their sins, but to save the world, to seek and to save the lost through him. God's love is so big, he loved us so much that he gave his one and only son. And I think that sometimes once we receive Jesus, we kind of almost forget that. He loves me so much that he sought me out. That even when I've messed up, he forgives me. Even when I've said no to something he asked me to do, his mercies are new every morning. Hallelujah. And great is his faithfulness to every generation. He doesn't love one generation more than the other. To every generation. Oh, I'm just showing you the love of God here in the word. If, even though Ephesians 3.18 says you'll never know it completely. <laughs> you never really get it. But just to give you a little smidgen of an idea of how much he loves us and who God is, God is love. That's who he is. I mean, I could go off and teach a lesson on all these different things that he is. He's healer, he's deliverer, he's savior, you know, all that. But really, in a nutshell, all that is under this canopy of God is love. Because he loves us, he heals us. Because he loves us, he delivers us from bondages and sets the captives free. Jesus' motivation for healing the sick wasn't so that people would recognize him. It was because love. He was demonstrating the Father's love. Okay, back to Ephesians 3, 18 and 19. And you may, he's, Paul's praying, I pray that you would have the power to understand, as all God's people should, That we would come to know how wide, how long, how high, and how deep, how far-reaching his love is. I pray that you would experience, and I'm praying this right now over you, I pray that you would experience the love of Christ, though it is so great to ever understand it fully. Then you will be made full and complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. The more, oh man, the more we experience his love, the more of his power and might we experience. That's what he's saying. Too many people go after the latter. Go after the power. Go after the, you know, the manifestations, but when you have him, you've got it all. That you may experience the love of Christ, though it is so great you'll, ever, you'll never fully understand it. And one day, I believe, we will in heaven. Then you will be made full. If you will understand his love, you'll be made full and complete by Christ with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Romans 5:8 says, "But God showed His great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners." I'm just giving you all the, the passages here. Aren't you happy that His love reaches you, whether you're close, whether you're far, whether you're deep, whether you're high? His love reaches you. I really want to break out in song right now. It's in my heart. I don't remember the words. Okay, and his love um, reaches to the lowest valleys. No. Lowest valleys. All right, never mind. All right. You're going to have to look it up on Spotify. (laughs) Psalms 136. This is so great. I stumbled upon this this last night. Talking about how his love is so big and it never fails there's nothing that can cause his love to fail nothing and the reason it only just says psalms 136 and that's this is the version i'm reading from because it's so big (laughs) and i'm gonna read it praise the lord he is good his love never fails praise the god of all gods his love it never fails. Praise the Lord of Lords, his love never fails. Only God works miracles, God's love never fails. With wisdom, he made the sky, his love never fails. The Lord stretched the earth over the ocean, his love never fails. He made the bright lights in the sky. His love never fails. This is all an expression. All these things that, are, that God's listening or that David's listing is an expression of God lavishing his love upon us here on the earth. Let the sun rule each day. God's love never fails. He lets the moon and stars rule each night. God's love never fails. God struck down the firstborn in every Egyptian family. That sounds kind of strange, but it was out of love that he did this. His love never fails his motivations always love he rescued israel from egypt god's love never fails he used great strength and his powerful arm god's love never fails he split the red sea apart because god's love never fails the lord brought israel safely through the sea god's love never fails He destroyed the Egyptian king and his army there. God's love never fails. The Lord led his people throughout the desert. His love never fails. Our God defeated mighty kings. His love never fails. He killed famous kings. His love never fails. Well, these were evil rulers that were ruling it over God's people. The enemy was motivating them, so he had taken them out out of his love for his people. Amen? (sighs) One of them was... Sion, king of the Amorites, God's love never fails. Another king was Og of Bashan, his love never fails. God took away their land because God's love never fails. He gave their land to Israel, the people who serve him, God's love never fails. God saw the trouble they were in and God's love never fails. He rescued us from our enemies, God's love never fails. He gives food to all who live, God's love never fails, praise God in heaven, God's love never fails. I read that, and I was like, hallelujah. His love is so big that he'll kill kings, he'll split Um, you know, (laughs) the sea. He'll, He'll rain down manna from heaven and provide, you know, food for those who are hungry. His love never fails you. He never gives up on you. He never fails you. He always comes through for you. He is with you always, even until the end of the age. So we never have to fear because his love doesn't fail. He sees you. He knows what you need. The supernatural happens because he's like, I see a need. And my love doesn't fail. He's always on time. I think that, I'm going to give you a homework assignment today. Because we need to refresh our, our, ourselves and remind ourselves of how big and far-reaching his love is, because that's who he is. I did this, and this is just the beginning. I probably could go on for a whole page, like, that psalms, but I was like I'm gonna write myself a psalm so here we go just to remind myself of how big his love is he blessed me with a healthy family God's love never fails he brought us through to the other side of the storm God's love never fails (laughs) even when I messed up And lived in disobedience. God's love never fails. He remains faithful to keep his promises. God's love never fails. His mercy is new every morning. God's love never fails. He is patient and kind with me when I'm slow to respond. God's love never fails. He forgave my sin and healed my body. God's love never fails. He saved me. He delivered me from the kingdom of darkness. God's love never fails. Who is this God we serve? Who is he? God is love. Love heals. Love saves. Love delivers. Love sets free from bondage. Jesus walked this earth and he was made manifest to do what? Show love by destroying every work of the devil. That was all motivation by love. Every bit of it, everything that Jesus did was the heart of the Father, the heart of love. So if that's the case, and that's who God is, and we have God living on the inside of us, we are the temple of God, then we should be a reflection of who? God. Christ in us, the hope of glory, should be showing and shining love to those who need it. Because the reason Jesus came was to seek and to save the lost. So that should be our motivation in life, is to seek and to save the lost. 1 John 4, 7 and 8 says, Beloved, so let us love one another. For love is from God, and whoever has been born of God knows God. Anyone who does not know God does not love because God is love. In other words, if you say you know God and God, who is love, is living on the inside of you, he should be able to love through you. Let us. You have to let it. Let us the love of God be shed abroad in your heart. Let it shine for all to see. Let us love one another. Do you always feel like it? No. Do you always feel like loving your spouse? No. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. Because if that was the case, we wouldn't have hope. It wasn't a a giddy, tingly feeling that Jesus had for us, that He laid down His life when we didn't deserve it. It was a decision of love. So we need to decide, because the love of God is in our hearts to love people, whether they, whether we think they uh, deserve it or not. The Bible says, "Love pours hot coals upon somebody's head <laughs> who is doing wrong," and so. Let God do the work. He just wants you to love them. Amen? Hallelujah. So God gives us command, and remember, those who love him keep his commands. Who here loves God? (laughs) No, just a few hands. Okay. (laughs) You're not sure what I'm going to say, huh? Okay. So God says, I'm giving you this command. Love each other. Just as I have loved you. How did he love us? He gave his one and only son. He, Jesus laid down his life when we didn't deserve it. And he commands us to love others as he has loved us. Which means to lay down our life in order that we would show the love of God. It's hard. But his love... It's not our love. His love is shed abroad in our hearts. And he is able. Because he's already done it. So that same love, you're just letting it seep through. And you're loving not with your human love. You're loving with God's love, which covers their sin. Because it's the sin. It's the ugliness that detests us and makes us not want to do something for somebody. And that's our flesh. But when we let God rule and reign through us, his love be shed abroad in our hearts. We respond the way God would respond. We love the way God loves. So now I'm giving you this commandment. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Our love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. (laughs) Some of us don't look like his disciples. Some of us need to love more. Because that is what proves to the world. that can Love is a, can be an expression of um, any number of things. Feeding the hungry, you know, um, um, accepting those who are despised like Jesus did, you know, the tax collector, eating with them, fellowshipping with them, giving them the time of day. Um, um, laying hands on the sick and not being afraid to lay hands on them just because they're sick. Um Whatever you see Jesus doing in the word of God is an expression of love. It's not just hugs and kisses and and candies. (laughs) Like homework. Sorry, Paul. (laughs) That's not the only kind of love. God's love is so much bigger that our minds can never fully comprehend. So Romans 5.5 is where he says, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You might say, I can't love them. They're too mean to me. They've hurt me. They've done me wrong. They don't accept me. They won't accept my love. But God's love has been shed abroad in your heart. And his love was lavished upon us when we were still sinners. His love even covered the the murder on the cross next to him. Clayton was a, a correction officer in North Carolina, and man, God's love was all in that jail. Not just because Clayton was there, but he got to hear testimony after testimony after testimony of all these people who are in there 25 to life. God's love got into that jail and healed, delivered, and set free and covered a multitude of sins. I have no doubt they're on their way to heaven because God's love is that far-reaching. That's what the prodigal son's all about, the story of the prodigal son, is how big God's love is, and, and it's like somebody hasn't even ever gone too far for God's love to be able to reach them. So don't ever give up. Because God's love never fails. Amen? God loves us, and so should we, with an unconditional love that he has poured out into each and every one of our hearts so that we can love others so that they may know him. If we don't love others like he first loved us, they will not know him. This is what he means when he says, let your light shine before men so that they may know my Father in heaven. He's not just telling you to tell them um, the gospel. He's telling you to be an example, be a light like Jesus was here on the earth, and love like he loved. Why would you even want to follow somebody to church or go sit in a pew next to them if they're rude? We got some work to do in here now. <laughs> <laughs> we all have work to do. Lord, perfect that which concerns us. Let your love be shed abroad in our hearts, Lord. Let it overflow, Lord. Lord, lead us and guide us by your love the way you led and guided Jesus on this earth. Show us what you want to do. Speak to us what you want to say, Lord, so that we can just walk in your love, Lord, towards those you love, Lord. Hallelujah. If you have God, you have love. Love is merciful. This is all God. Love is kind, and I could go on any tangent and teach a whole message and show you all the mercy, show you all the kindness. God's love is healing. God's love is power. God's love is delivering. God's love is saving. It's all love. It's all love. Read his word. Draw close to God. Allow him to reveal himself in all his characteristics to you. Naturally speaking, it's kind of weird. Clayton, um, I'm going to tell him Clayton. So when we were dating, like I want to say two weeks, maybe a week, he was telling me he loves me, and I was like, whoa, slow down. <laughs> Not because I didn't reciprocate, but because I had thrown around that word and didn't even know what it meant in previous relationships. So I was like, slow down until, until you can't stand it anymore. Then you could tell me again, and he waited two more weeks. (laughs) Then I could reciprocate and know that I, I loved him too. But what am I saying? I'm saying the more time you spend with someone, the more you know them, and then the more you know you love them. Well, God, the more time you spend with him, the more you know he loves you, and the more you just love him for loving you. And then the more you can show his love to others. But if you don't even know him yourself, you barely even received that ticket into heaven, which is so much more than that, you can't really show that love the way it should be shown. Let the love of God be shed abroad in your heart. Let your light shine before men. This is all you giving him permission to work through you. It's not an automatic. You have to let it. We're coming to the end of days. Jesus' return is coming, and if we don't tell them about him, or we don't let the love of God shine through us, how will they know? They won't, because he commanded us, go out. That means go outside of these four walls into all the world and preach the gospel. How? Letting your light shine. Letting the love of God shine through you. And when you do that, you you come into contact with people where they want to be around you. And then when you are around someone, you get to show them the love of God. Sooner or later, you have the opportunity to tell them about the love of God. Then you can invite them to sit with you in a pew and hear about the love of God and experience the love of God. But if you don't spend time with God, And you don't know his love for you, how can you go out there and share it with others? God is so much. And we're coming up on Christmas, and I know um, it may not be the exact time on the calendar, but we got to celebrate sometime that God loved us so much he sent his son. And I love this, Isaiah 9.6. he says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called. Another description of his love. Wonderful, counselor, everlasting father, prince of peace, mighty God. More descriptions of who he is. You could take any word that God God uses to describe himself in the word of God and do a whole message on that. But today God just, I thought I was going to do that. I'll just be honest. But as I began to study the Holy Spirit kept bringing up to me in my spirit, love, 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 love. It was so awesome and and it was so easy. It was a very busy weekend I must say but um, you know just putting family first and, and this and that. But So I was a little overwhelmed, and then God, uh, I already knew like last week that God gave me the name of this message, but I didn't know fully where it was going until I sat down, and God downloaded it so easily, and I was excited about it. And then this morning, Amber texts me, um, I don't know, two passages from a book or something like that, and it was literally kind of paraphrasing in a nutshell my whole message. And I was like, well, thank you for that. That is like another confirmation that I heard directly from the Holy Spirit, what God wants to share today. Amen. I love that. Hallelujah. Let's um, just, just listen with your hearts right now, because I know many of you have received the love of God, but there may be one or two in here that never received this free gift of love. And I just want to share these couple of scriptures for you in 2 Peter 3.9, and if, not, if it's not for you, then, then take this and remember this for those you are supposed to be sharing the love of God with. 2 Peter 3.9, God wishes that none, not a one, would perish, but that all of us would come to repentance. The fact is that God loved us so much, he didn't want us to die in our sin and go to hell. He made a way where there was no way for us to be able to be with him in heaven. And that is through his son, Jesus Christ, because he loved us so much. In John 14, 6, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And we need to know this about our loved ones out there. He's the only way, the truth, and the life. And no man, child, mother, daughter, father, Son, no one can come to heaven, can come to the Father, can approach the Father except through the door of Jesus Christ. It's through his blood cleansing and washing our sins away that we can come and approach the King of Kings. That's why he loved us so much. He wanted to bring us to himself. In John 14, 6, Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. So Jesus came here willingly. It's not just the Father who loved us. Jesus laid down his life for you and I out of love. And we all need a Savior. Romans 3.23, there's not one of us. And I remember I shared this with you a number of times, but there's not one of us who has lived a perfect life that we didn't need a Savior The, one, of, one of the greatest testimonies I have of ministering to a random stranger was a man who—it sure sounded like he lived. He was 92 and lived a really great, perfect life. Never cheated on his wife. Never smoked a cigarette. Never drank. You know, you know, served the country. Just did all this great and amazing stuff that maybe a lot of even Christians never do. I mean, he lived a really pure life for a sinner. But God said, "But there's only one way." So I shared that way with him, and he received Jesus as his personal Lord and Savior. At 92, he had never heard of the love of God through Jesus, his son. But I'm just saying that to say this. How many people out there need to know the love of God, and will never know unless we let the love of God be shed abroad in our hearts? And how can we let the love of God be shed abroad in our hearts if we're not taking the time on a daily basis to get to know our lover through the reading of his word and a spending time in his presence. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The more you get to know him, the more you realize who's living on the inside of you and who wants to shine his light for the world to see. Romans 6, 23 says, the wages of sin is death. That means we're all without hope if we die in our sins. But the free gift of God, God's love, is eternal life through Jesus, our Savior. Let's bow our heads. God gives us an invitation in his word in Romans 10, 9, and 10. He tells us how we can go through that door, how we can receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, how we can receive that free gift of love. He said, if we'll confess with our mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, that's how we'll be saved. For it is with our heart that we believe and are justified, and it is with our mouth that we profess our faith and are saved. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I just want to make sure, because there's no way, even if you live a great life, that's not the way to heaven. If you're here today and you've never received this free gift of love that Jesus came to give, and you'd like to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior today, it's free. All you need to do is confess it with your mouth and believe it in your heart. If you're here today and you've never received Jesus and you would like to, you want to signify by raising your hand. Praise the Lord. It's so easy, and and we can open our eyes. It's so, 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 so easy to share the love of Jesus if you're letting him and letting his love out. And seeing them through the eyes of God, I don't want them to be lost in their sin. I don't want them to live in sickness because that's God's love. I don't want them to stay bound like that to addiction or to to, um, whatever it is that they're dealing with because God's love. That's God's love coming out. And when you feel that compassion, because the word of God says Jesus was moved by compassion and he healed them all. Multitudes were healed because he was moved with compassion. What is compassion? The love of God. When you're moved with compassion, the healing power of God through the love of God flows, and that's what God was doing earlier. The healing love and power of God flows through you. So let the love of God flow. When you feel that compassion come upon you for someone, let the love flow. Let God draw you to them to see what he wants to do through you. You'll see miracles. You'll see signs. You'll see wonders. You'll see salvations because of the love of God. I am expecting to hear some testimonies of the love of God shining through you. And me. Amen? Lord, we just thank you for an awakening of who you are. A reminding of who you are. Lord, let your love be shed abroad in our hearts. Draw us by your spirit to get to know you more, your love more, and read your word more. Spend more time with you. Ah, Lord, I just thank you and praise you. Hallelujah. I'm going to hand it over to Miss Ann. She's going to take up our offering today. And just a reminder um, to specify if you're giving towards um, the Pakistan um, Mission Sunday. God bless.